Utah's best sports radio is on the Zone Sports Network. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is... And it's time to kick off Utah's most listened to sports radio afternoon show. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding members forward for over 80 years. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Our next guests are the co-hosts of the very popular radio program entitled The Big Show. The Big Show. This is The Big Show. They call me Hollywood. Here come The Big Show. Big Show. show. Ladies and gentlemen, The Big Show. It's a big show. Everybody ready? It's Thirsty Thursday. Happy Thursday. Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Jake Scott with you from our Vivint Smart Home Arena Carrier Zone Studio 2. Across the glass from me is Austin Horton, producing today's show as always, and safely social distancing from Casa de Monson, the one, the only, Gordon Monson. Gordon, hello. Jake, how are you today? You know, I'm good, Gordon. I, I'm sitting here in my Hartford Whalers hat, which I have barely taken off since I got it for my birthday. And uh, you know what, Gordon? I, I get a lot of compliments on it, which, you know, is, is pretty awesome. So, yeah, I don't get to see you in person really uh as much anymore so i thought i'd pass that along to you oh well thanks i'm glad uh, you know sometimes you give people gifts and they never if it's something you wear they never wear it or you give them something and and they never use it that, that's that's not that's not good so i'm glad you're i'm glad you're wearing it. i'm glad you like it you, you know, know i'm been... glad you're getting i'm glad you're getting positive response back to you because you know you're a handsome guy you should uh you should get those kinds of comments. They're well, commenting on the hat, not you, but you know. I. But still, I can feel good by proxy. I, I got it. Uh, <laughs> but but I know you know that 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 my Washington Nationals hat was basically glued to my dome, and yeah, so, I thought uh, you would appreciate well, the after, fact wait, that wait, I've, I've changed after, it up a little bit after they won <laughs> the How World dare you? Series. How dare you, sir? <laughs> we did it, <laughs> we and did. I have been here. All along. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I remember you talking about that you liked that logo, so I got it for you. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, if it had been Austin's birthday, because I think he remember, he, if I'm remembering correctly, he said he liked that logo too. So maybe I need to get one for him. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe there's something else that he would prefer. Besides, I don't want you guys having wearing matching hats. Well, how about the Quebec Nordiques for me? That would be cool. Because <laughs> I'm an Avalanche fan, and they used to be the Nordiques. Hmm. See, you're thinking. It's where Joe Sackick started. I see. Uh, we have a, a busy day on the show, too, today, Gordon, which uh, which is great. We've got a lot to get to. There's a lot of uh, <laughs> bubble stuff going on, Gordon. Some of, some of, your, favorite, uh, some of your favorite topics. Well, good. Uh, I'm glad we can get to that. There's also the issue of the number one overall prospect for the NBA in 2000. 21 blowing off college basketball to go to the G League. I think that's that's really interesting this ongoing trend yeah. to uh, to maybe change things a little bit. And but one other thing I wanted to ask you real quick. I, I don't pay that much attention to it, but we should be honored that David Letterman leads into our show like that. You know, I I haven't really thought about that that much. 
but we should we should probably be honored that that he does that. And the last time I saw a picture or an appearance of David Letterman, he looked like Santa Claus. And I, I just is he still sporting that? I, I mean, the it, beard? It, I'm not yeah. sure. I'm not. Uh, I mean, it's not just a beard. It's it's a bush. It's a it, 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 it's everywhere. Well, I would, I would guess. Uh, uh, here, I'll make a comparison, Gordon. Um, you, or, or let me make the point that you know when you have a certain grooming standard that you have to meet every single day. I mean, he's on television, right? Uh, compare it to like BYU with the honor code. What what is what is the first thing that every player and coach does <laughs> the, as soon as they leave BYU? They grow a beard. There's a there's a beard coming because you have to you know you have to meet that standard, and once you're free from it, you you decide to embrace it uh, a little bit. In in the case of David Letterman, he embraced it a lot. He sure did. I I wonder if one day when I sort of crawl off into a corner of the world somewhere, is that what is that what I'm gonna do? I don't think I don't know if I could see you growing a beard. I don't know if I could grow a beard like that. But uh, anyway, it's I, I just got to thinking about it. And I mean, Austin, you've seen his beard, haven't you? Austin has a beard right now. No, but I mean David Letterman's beard. Yeah, it's not good. It's just long, scraggly. Just, just I, I just trimmed mine last night. Yeah, it looks good, buddy. I like well, to keep it down around seven millimeters. Okay. Oh, you got how, it down to exactly. very uh, uh, obsessive, there. compulsive. Of well, you that's there. the number on the clip I have. Okay. <laughs> so you're not okay. Mr. Monk there with the with the ruler. Not quite. Snipping it evenly. No, I don't have a level checking level at my house. Okay. No. All right. So you keep it. Uh, you keep it all prim and proper. Then I mean, you don't let it get shaggy. I try not to. It just it gets it gets too much for me. When it starts dipping into your mouth, it's not good. Like literally into your mouth. <laughs> Is that that's the line you draw? Yeah, when you can taste your lunch three hours later, it's not good. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I could see you as beard guy, Gordon. But maybe I've always been envious of guys who can really grow a great beard. My dad could grow a great beard. Not not me so much, uh, but some people are really really look good with that beard, and uh, I'm not sure that I'd be one of them. Uh, other things we're getting to today, Gordon. Sam Amick will be on with us at the top of the four o'clock hour. Sam was on uh, the Zoom call with Donovan Mitchell today. Got a question in, so we'll talk to Sam at uh, four. And speaking of that uh, media availability, he and George Niang were made available. It's kind of funny with the the practice schedule, Gordon. It's, uh, they, I guess, what's the latest media availability been in this thing, Austin? Like, like eight forty-five, <laughs> and this morning, it, this morning's media availability was at like nine or nine oh five or something like that, eight thirty. So they got up early to practice uh, this morning. We'll play that sound for you at the top of the five o'clock hour. So I've uh, in the split, Gordon. I, speaking of that press conference, there was there was something that uh, that you are going to like to hear a clip. From Donovan Mitchell, that maybe he he's listening to you, Gordon. He's listening listening to the show. Oh, all right. Oh, Austin shaking his head like, no, that's not what's happening. No, you think it came from some other place? Maybe it, maybe like it. A, a corner of his own mind, or or a coach. Yeah, <laughs> corner of his own mind. I have no like idea what poem. you're talking about. Like it's I a poem or something. Oh, I know. <laughs> I, I I grabbed the clip, but no, I thought of you when I heard the clip. Uh, he uh-huh. answered a, a question about his own game that kind of goes along with what you've been talking about. Needs to happen uh-huh. with him. 
So see, it's an interesting piece of prose from his own mind, right? Well, see, no, that, 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 that's the thing about Donovan Mitchell. He is a sponge, man. He soaks a lot of things up and packs and it into that quarter, man. That, that's well, that's and as long as it's retrievable. I mean, you store different things in different parts of your brain, right? So as long as you can, it's not buried Wait. so deep that you can't find it. Okay, can, with that in mind, can I ask you a can I ask you a question? Yeah. Where in the brain is Chester exactly? Chester. <laughs> Chester what, is. What is that? The frontal lobe or uh, no? Chester where, is. Where is Chester? Ch- Chester is way, way, way in the back, in a little corner. That's where Chester resides. Can we wall off that corner? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I don't know. That would probably take some medical procedure that I am unaware of. But uh, yeah, well, Doc Talk is tonight, right? Yeah, six o'clock. Six o'clock, Gordon. Eight five five three four zero zone. Yes, I I keep Chester under wraps. Uh, He's there. He's there, but he has no power. He needs a restraining order. <laughs> he only emerges when when it's called upon. And, you know, because there is a place for a little, uh, you know, kaping kaping now and again. What? What is kaping kaping? <laughs> Don't ask that. Should, should I should look I... that up in the Urban Dictionary? Is that is that a is that a thing? That one went over my head. What was it? L.A. work went over your head yesterday. Kaping kaping going over my head today. Yeah, but uh, the other one, uh, not even Chester was aware of that uh, term I used the other day that you guys dumped. Thank goodness yeah. that we we did do that. Shout out to but... our streamers and podcasters who got the the full content. Doesn't everybody just have a particle of Chester no. in, in the back right <laughs> side of their brain? Every prisoner. <laughs> no. Chester, without Chester, there would be, you know, the human, the human, Peace on Earth? Speci- the human species would cease to exist because there'd be no, you know, there'd be none of that. I feel pretty safe in saying that you, Gordon... Chester included, are one of a kind. <laughs> well, you everyone are, is. You are one of a kind, my friend. We're all snowflakes before that term became what it became. We're all, we all, none, there's no replication. Each person has their own little thing, but I think each person might have just a, just a piece of Chester in there somewhere. Nope. Austin's yes. shaking his head. No, nope. even even Mother Teresa had a little. No, bit of okay, Chester. let's not slander Mother Teresa. <laughs> let's uh, let's avoid doing. Let's let's get to the clip. No, no, that, no. That no, no first of all, first of all, this is what you got to know: is that the people who deny that are the ones that you got to watch out for, because once nope. you recognize that Chester is there, then you you can call a therapist. <laughs> Come on. Like the next time, you know, your wife comes sauntering into the room late on a Friday night and she's, yeah, you know, she's a little on the frisky side. I don't know. And, and I don't like where this is going. Split story. Uh, let's get no, into the split story. Yes. No, I'm just no, saying I don't like where this is going one bit. I'm Chester, sorry. I... Chester is the part of your brain that that uh, that, that makes it so that uh, there's a response to that. Wow. Austin, hit it. 
Two guys, two topics, two, two, two. two opinions. You talk, give me two. This is the split story of the day on 975-1280 the zone and the zone sports network. Uh becoming a better passer. I think that's her more willing passer. I think getting into the lane, you know, obviously, you know, get there, you know, and um Take certain shots, whatever. But I think being able to find my teammate, especially with with Boyan being out, we're going to need guys to kind of pick it up and, and kind of pick up the slack that he had. So for us, like for me, you know, obviously uh, take the shots that I can get, but also being able to find my teammates, getting them easier looks, which will then also come back and make it easier on myself. But being able to do that, I think, will not just help me for where we are now, but help me for years upon my career. Gordon Donovan was asked uh, what he needs to do to improve his game in the bubble. And in short, he said he needs to pass, become a better passer, pass the ball more. And uh, this is something you've been talking about for a while now. Yes, and uh, part of that is passing it to uh, Rudy Gobert more. Mm-hmm. Yep, there it is. And he understands it. And this is this is the best hope for Donovan to become a better basketball player is the awareness that that uh, and then to implement the things that he knows he needs to do and he's a bright individual i think he can do that because he's never going to be better athletically than he is now so how does he get better as a basketball player right yeah mhm i guess physically he could he could hone a shot he could make that he could he could find better shots in uh, that he can practice more and more and hit more consistently. But it sure seems to me like with him, the improvement from this point on is going to happen between the years. I don't know if I nece- necessarily interpreted those comp- comments as a mea culpa to, to Rudy as much as it, it seemed to me like he needs to make his teammates' job easier, and, and I interpreted that as kind of everybody, maybe Rudy included, because people have to pick up the slack for Boyan, and that's his way of being able to pick up the slack. And I agree with you, Jake. He wasn't. He wasn't. That wasn't specifically aimed at, at uh, Rudy Gobert or anything about the situation before. I I think it's exactly what you just said. Yeah, and and that uh, that's to your point. Uh, that's the smart way to go, and and you're right. That's how he becomes a better basketball player, and in turn, the Jazz become a, a better team. I still wonder how Mike Conley comes into the equation. You know, with what Donovan's talking about, you heard of him talking about getting into the lane and making plays, and that implies kind of a, a, a drive and kick mentality. Is that is that the Mike yeah. Conley we're going to see, or is it going to be Donovan off the ball? And as you uh, kind of uh, talked about, what was it, yesterday or two days ago, Gordon, where Mike Conley's on the ball more and Donovan has to adjust and go off. I I wonder, or it's obviously not all or nothing, but, you know, how that breaks down. So the question then becomes, if that's true, and it can be true in in both cases, and as well as Joe Ingles, uh, then how does that work within the framework of the ball movement that, that Quinn likes to stress? Because, you know, sometimes that ball just zings around and it doesn't necessarily involve so much the nanoseconds it takes for one of those players to do exactly what you just said. I think a big part of the problem, Gordon, is the other team is usually pretty good too and that 
ball movement sometimes and especially in playoff basketball and you know and have talked about this for a long time you know eventually it's going to come down to one-on-one and my best guy beating your best guy because defenses are really good too and defenses are really good at, at adjusting and what does Donovan do then and when he does get into the lane and he does beat his guy is it do we do we see the smart pass as opposed to the hunger to get to the rim. Does that make yeah. sense? Yes. And, and because the 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 ball movement is all beautiful, but what happens when you know Kawhi Leonard gets involved, or 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 Paul George, or LeBron for that matter, or the Greek Freak, or whatever? You know, they're very disruptive players. And at some point, it's going to come down to you creating a shot for yourself or somebody else. And how capable of that is Mike Conley? We know how capable of that is Donovan Mitchell is, but what decision does he make when he does it? Or what if the ball is moving and it's designed to end up in Donovan Mitchell's hands because he's your best offensive player, and then when it does arrive, he's got two guys draped all over him. Then he, that's where what you were just describing becomes so important. We saw this. It was frustrating to watch for those of us who have observed this team at its, at its, at its prime and its prime moments to watch what Houston was able to perpetrate there at the defensive end. And and sometimes the ball did get out, and sometimes it did get to an open shooter, and a lot of times that open shooter missed. Well, that's that's the key element right there, Gordon, what you just brought up. I, I think that's the key element because the Jazz create more open shots and open corner threes than any other team in the league. We we could have uh, lock on, and he'd he'd rattle off the stats to you. They, the the offense works really well. The the and it works well because of what you're talking about. That you're paying so much attention to Donovan Mitchell. The the where Bogdanovich is truly missed is what you're hitting on with the Houston series uh, over the past two years, not just last year. Past two years is that when those opportunities are created because Donovan Mitchell is drawing so much attention, they've got to make those open shots. Whether Donovan's making the pass or not, those open shots have got to go in. And that's 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 going to be key in this. And they, their best shooter is going to be sideline. Well, what we know what won't work is when Donovan gets surrounded like that and then he tries to force it anyway. Well, that might have to work at times. Fourth quarter when it's coming down, that might be that might be what it comes down to. Seriously, well, you you hit the nail on the head with what uh, that's the whole reason they got Bogdanovich was to take pressure off of Donovan Mitchell, right, and to help in those situations, those pressure situations, where you can't leave Boyan Bogdanovich alone. I mean, I guess you can on a night when he's off, but typically he's going to make you pay if you. If you pay too much attention somewhere else in the offense, well, at very minimum, Gordon, he's on every scouting report. Right. At very minimum, the the opposing team is preparing for him on a nightly basis. Yeah, they have to commit resources right. at the defensive end to whether he's to making watch it out for him or not. So, mm-hmm. so and this gets back to your original uh, concept. There is who is going to make uh, that defense pay when they start crowding Donovan Mitchell. Who, who is it that can do that? We talked with Locke yesterday about Royce O'Neal and his usage rate, and it's quite low. Uh, he's effective at times when he gets those opportunities, but you're not going to rely on him 10, 15, 20 times a game. That's for sure. And so where are those attempts going to come from? Where is that effective scoring coming from? Well, you and I have looked directly in the direction of Mike Conley. 
Bingo. Joe, Joe Ingles needs to step up as well. And and those guys, as a part of that, need to be able to get the ball to, to Rudy Gobert so that he can punish some of these smaller teams that the Jazz might face. On the Mike Conley thing, real quick, that that's what's fascinating to me or, or a big question, Gordon. And here's where you and I differ a little bit on the opinion front. I think Mike Conley is going to have to play more like Boyan Bogdanovich and actually get further out of his comfort zone, unfortunately. That's but, not going to work. He, if, that's, if that's what they're going to require him, I don't think it's going to work. Well, we're going to see. We're going to we're going to find out. But but here's here's the reason why. Maybe I'll take a more positive spin on it. Mike Conley is a great shooter. He's a great shooter too. I mean, I don't know if you want to say he's a Bogdanovich level shooter, but he's a great shooter. And so if he can draw and be that gravity in the uh, in the defense, that would be a big deal. But I, it might require him to take different shots than he's taken in the past. And maybe he'd like that. I mean, ask Vince Carter, getting older in his career, how much he liked other players creating shots for him. He probably liked it a lot. But Mike might not. Mike might be. It might be a little bit different. Let's see. Mike Conley is a career thirty-seven point five percent shooter from three. Is uh, effective field goal percentage career is 49.8 but a lot of those shots aren't necessarily the shots that you're describing that Boyan provides right well I I will say a a lot of those threes in Conley's career are probably off the bounce threes which are a little bit lower but let's let's not ignore the fact that what'd you say Gordon 37.5 yeah that's a great number uh I don't consider that number great it's not Larry Bird great but it's I want that guy shooting threes great what, what was Bogdanovich's shooting percentage from three? Do we, this year he was that? at 41, I believe. Here, I've got it up in front of me. Give me one second. 41.4%. So three or four percentage points behind. And Conley, 37.6. But that was this year, and remember how badly he started the season. So that that number has has rebounded somewhat. He's, 40, he's almost 44%. Career-wise, uh, just straight field goal percentage. What's it's his career different. three? Do you have in front of you? His career three, thirty-seven point five. Yeah, same. So I mean, that's that's pretty consistent. His his lowest year was his rookie year at thirty-three, and he had one year that I'm seeing in the forties, two years in the forties, one at uh, forty point six and one at forty point eight. So I mean, now, uh, but that that certainly is good enough that you want that guy shooting the three. Well, I, I don't mind him shooting a three. I, I just think he's going to have to add in some other. Th- you don't want. I, I don't think the Jazz want Mike Conley to spot up at the three all game long and just stay there. You he know? might be able to I, do I, more I, of I, that, though. Well, I understand that Bogdanovich was doing more than that as well. Right. But uh, I mean, but but you're not going to use Mike Conley completely the way Bogdanovich was used. Sometimes they would hand the ball off to him. I'd say what within 15 feet of the basket, and then let him uh, try to maneuver. Uh, Mike Conley might be able to do that, just starting farther away from the basket. Uh, so I, you know, I don't, maybe maybe we're both right. Maybe maybe we'll see a mix, but they definitely need production from Mike. I I remember him in Memphis. I did. I didn't make a study of his game in Memphis. But didn't he have 35 points against the Spurs in that playoff game that time? And, and and something like that. And they had to have that from him. And he, I think he was coming back from that 
that when he was had to wear the mask because he got popped. Remember, he had the fra- facial fracture or something, right? And uh, and and he came on strong and was able to do that. So he is a multifaceted player, at least in his best moments. But I, that you've said it, I've said it. That's one of the most fascinating aspects to this whole thing is Mike Conley got his feet under him, his legs under him. Is his mind right? Can he step in and, and do what he knows Quinn Snyder wants that offense to look like, only add just a little bit more, something that they didn't need before, but now they do. Uh, can he or can he? I don't know. All right. Well, we'll uh, we'll certainly get more into this as the show goes along. We'll talk a lot of Utah Jazz basketball again. Sam Amick going to be on with us at uh, four. We're going to play some media availabilities coming up at five. Want to remind you about our friends at Zero Res. A clean home is a healthy home, and no one out cleans Zero Res. Schedule your cleaning today. Eight zero one two eight eight nine three seven six. It's 801-288-ZERO, or simply search online for Zero Res Carpet Cleaning. Gordon, uh, you are a, you are a journalist. You are a sleuth by nature. Uh, a, t- a tattletale? No, no, no. That was that was yesterday. No, Not we good. need your we need your journalistic skills to figure out what exactly is going on with the NFL franchise in Washington. <laughs> okay. Can you help, Gordon? Because I, I I've been refreshing Twitter every three seconds all day. And I'll explain. I'll explain why. But I need. I need help. What's going on in uh, in DC? All right. All right. We'll get All to right. it coming up next. Ninety-seven five and twelve eighty. The zone. Show Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Band of the Day today is Sister Sledge, selected by Gordon and brought to you by Live Nation Concerts. Get the latest tour news and artist insight at LiveNation.com. All right, Gordon, let's let's get to the bottom of what's going on here with the Washington football team. What do, what do we call them, by the way? Just Washington football team? I'm not talking I about guess. the Huskies, though. Right, right. Do I have to say the Washington, D.C. football team? <laughs> Just come up with a name so we we can figure it out. This, let's get this going. Well, but according to what you're hearing, even the name change it will pale in comparison to what's coming next. I don't know. In fact, help me get to the bottom of this, Gordon. Let's let's put our thinking caps on for a moment. At very at very least, this is like National Enquirer gossip, uh, intriguing. <laughs> but at very most, who knows? So so get this. Last week. The Washington uh, football team parted ways with basically their two main front office people in Richard Mann and Alex Santos. Interestingly enough, the the radio play-by-play voice of the Washington football team, Larry Michael, resigned yesterday, Gordon. Then comes last night on social media when a storm hit because a Brigade of uh, blue checkmarked NBA or excuse me, NFL reporters started alluding to a a big expose report coming from The Washington Post. (laughs) For example, Jason Lockenfora said the warped and toxic culture of the Washington football team is about to be exposed in a sickening fashion again. 
Uh, others saying that the news was going to be so uh, impactful that it was going to force Dan Snyder to uh, to uh, sell the team, and that it was all going to happen today, Gordon. Hmm. So nothing's happened today. I've been so, uh, uh, refreshing uh, quite a bit, but nothing's happening from the Washington Post today. But the last part of the story, and then I want to hear your theory, or what you think anyway. Last part of the story. The only news we've got today is that the the team has hired D.C. attorney Beth Wilkinson to review the organization's protocols per league sources, while Wilkinson is expected to conduct a deep dive into the organization's past culture. Team officials are highly upset slash frustrated about speculation running amok. And let me tell you, Gordon, that speculation is... Something to behold. I mean, there's there's really some some pretty wild stuff out there in the wind right now. Uh, anything we can talk about on the air, or is it uh, is it off limits? Um, I don't know. See, I just don't know how how relevant it is, but it it it, it seems like the prevailing uh, uh, rumor opinion of some you, you know uh, harassment and cultural in office. Uh, shenanigans, but but it it gets as wild as possible Jeffrey Epstein connections. So I uh, that's why I'm saying I don't want to I don't want to slander anyone here because it is it, it is running like wildfire online and that's that's probably not fair. But what we do know is they lawyered up Gordon and we have not seen the expose yet. So if we guess as to what it might be, that would fall into the category of irresponsible. No, I mean, I guess you could you could guess, preface it as a guess. I, th- I don't know if that's irresponsible. There must be some corruption to it. You know, I mean, they're, they're, right? Oh, let's get Kareem Copeland on the line. He's, you know, we all know Kareem. Yeah, he, he's he covering covers the, that team now. Sure does. Um, for the post, so I don't know whether he would be willing to scoop himself. He might be part of the story, yeah. Yeah, so, but anyway, it sounds... It sounds ominous. It sounds like a big deal. I don't know if it is or not, but uh, yeah, I, I I don't know. I just don't know. I, I have even, no clue what this is going to be. I even saw and get this, Gordon, because this one you're going to love. I saw a theory that Jeff Bezos is interested in buying an NFL team, and that the his NFL team that he wants to buy happens to be right there in D.C. And Gordon, as you know, the newspaper that Jeff Bezos owns is. Does he own the Post? He owns the Washington Post, and they are the ones doing the story. That well, one, might, that one might might have been my favorite, but uh, there's a lot of stuff out there. So I don't I don't no. know what's going so, on, but I've been waiting to see the story. Su- what you're suggesting is, uh, hey fellas, go cheapen my price a little bit, and then I'll swoop in and buy the team. Go go force the NFL to make Dan Snyder sell the team. <laughs> Oh, man. Well, that's all pocket change for Jeff Bezos. That's what I'm saying. He could do all that. But apparently Dan Snyder is saying he doesn't want to sell. So Jeff Bezos is using his his media arm to to strong arm the NFL into making him. I thought Jeff Bezos could buy anything he wanted in this this world. Apparently not the Washington NFL franchise. Can't buy happiness. I guess not. But... uh... I don't. I, by the way, I don't think any of that is happening. I really have no idea. It's it's just pretty. It's pretty wild how it's gotten on the internet and why it hasn't this expose that uh, that has been rumored. Why hasn't that been released? Is there a lawsuit behind the scenes, Gordon? 
Uh, who, anytime you're on a big story like that, there is all kinds of stuff that goes into it behind the scenes. Uh, they are checking everything. If they think it's going to be that big, they are going to you know, dot every I, cross every T, make sure that they they what they have is solid. Very rarely do you see a responsible news organization just get sloppy and careless with that. Now, there are some news organizations that aren't all that reputable, but uh, uh, I, I think in, in, in a case like that, they would be pretty careful. Now, that paper has some experience in breaking some pretty big stories through the years, through the decades, doesn't it? Uh, you just sparked something, uh, in uh, Gordon. You've been in news, the newspaper industry for a long, long time, and I don't mean to put you on the spot, but can you take us behind the scenes of one of those stories you've worked on before? Well, uh, one, an obvious one is when I wrote uh, the the story that I wrote about Rick Majerus, um, when uh, Lance Allred right. uh, gave me some information about what happened, what was going on behind the scenes with Rick. And he said some things that uh, uh, you had to get more than one person saying it in order to uh, go to print with it. Had to. And so I went out and got multiple sources backing that up. And I also had a meeting with Rick Majerus himself, who came in, and we were going to run the story that night. And uh, Rick came in about 6 o'clock, I want to say, and uh, met with me, uh, the sports editor. I think there might have been some other people that were coming in and out of there. And he had a representative with him, and we and he started talking, and I was listening to everything he was saying, and uh, it was funny because at one point he said something that was somewhat sensitive, and he thought I rolled my eyes at him, and in reality I was looking up at the clock, because he was filibustering for a long time, and uh, we were getting close to the drop dead hour where we had to go one way or the other with it. And and, uh, his, and he talked for a long, long time and uh, gave some responses to things. And uh, when it was all said and done, based on a couple of things he brought to the table, we held the story another day. And uh, I went to work again and and got those uh, those gaps filled in. And then it ran the next day. And that was a big deal around here in sports. It's a sports-related thing. I mean, it's not like it's not like Watergate or anything. But it, uh, there, we weren't going to be careless with a story like that one. And it was a big story and had a big effect in this uh, community as far as sports go. So it was very thoroughly uh, researched before it, uh, it made the paper. I appreciate you you sharing that, Gordon, because, you know, uh, sometimes I think people don't know exactly what goes into breaking stories like that. And you've certainly been a part of a number of those in your career. It's a, lo- it's a lot more than people might right, guess. Right. Right. Uh, absolutely. Let me ask you this. Were you, uh, in fact, an undercover journalist when you went to the Playboy Mansion? I was not undercover. No, I was, you weren't in deep cover on that one? I, I was not undercovers. Uh, oh, Stop. I, I did. I did go to the room that is wall to wall bed, and I jumped up and down on the bed. 
And I went. <laughs> Wait, to the, I've heard this story a million times. I've never heard that part. I went to the. Grotto. Have you? I have. Yeah. The jump up and down on I the have, bed. Yeah. Really? I don't believe it, but I've heard it. You jumped on Hughes' bed. Absolutely, one hundred percent true. I uh, a couple of. Uh, uh, what what do we what do they call them now? Women. A, a couple of women uh, took me on a tour around the grounds, and uh, we got around, and it was a it was it was very it's a very interesting estate, <laughs> which now is no longer a thing. Well, it's still a thing. It just isn't the Playboy Man. Maybe they still call it that. But I know. I covered, I covered a lot of ground there. Met Hef. Uh, Rest and, his uh, soul. Yes. He's he, dead? He very, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I, th- I thought so. Oh. Uh, I'm not 100% sure. Are you sure on that? Uh, let's, re- let's research that before. Before we pronounce uh, it. It's for uh, research, yeah, t- honey. 2017, September 27th. Uh-huh. Wow, I was yeah, way off. I, I, extreme extremely kind and gentlemanly uh it was it was pretty interesting had a wrinkled kind of off-white uh what's that material that's that summery material gore-tex <laughs> gabardine <laughs> i don't know some sort of brushed cotton or something that uh he had on and i chatted with him for a while but uh, yeah, that was I—I uh, I saw it all. Well, I, I mean, I didn't see it all, but, but I mean, I saw some. Okay. Uh, coming up next, the NBA has sent a memo. We will talk about that straight ahead. Top of the three o'clock hour, we've got what's going on for you. Sam Amick at four, George Niang and Donovan Mitchell at five. Stay tuned. It's the Big Show, ninety-seven five and twelve eighty. The Zone. Basketball is back. The Zone Sports Network is keeping you up on all the latest news with the Utah Jazz in the NBA. This is a back-to-basketball update. Oh, he never looked at the net. Presented by Zions Bank. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Back-to-basketball update brought to you by Zions Bank. Let's start off with Victor Oladipo for the Pacers. He's been rehabbing an injury is with his team, but still unsure if he's going to play here are his thoughts. Coming down here, like I said, and being able to practice with the guys at a high level, you know, I feel like if my body keeps trending and the situation keeps trending up, there's a, a strong possibility that I might play. So I'm definitely trying to. The Pelicans announced that uh, forward Zion Williamson has left the bubble at the Walt Disney World Resort uh, because of an urgent family medical matter and that he intends to rejoin the team uh, at a later date. Here's what uh, Executive VP of Operations David Griffin had to say, quote, we fully support Zion's decision to leave the NBA campus to be with his family. Out of respect for the Williamson family, we will have no further comment at this time. Uh, that basketball, uh, back-to-basketball update brought to you, of course, by Zions Bank for a bank that understands your business. Zions Bank is for you. Whenever you pick Sister Sledge for Band of the Day, I do I do get more appreciation for their full catalog. 
Because that wasn't a band you listened to growing up. Well, no, I I mean, I know we are family, but I like, do they have another really, really mainstream hit? Not in our system. You tell me, Gordon, you grew up with them. Or is there another hit or two that I I, I don't recognize? Like that I one. Don't I, I don't I mean, know that one. That sounds like a good song, though. It's called Lost uh, in Music. Yeah, they, they're they most famously known for uh, We Are Family and the Pittsburgh Pirates' uh, wives dancing on the dugout when they won the World Series in 1979. That was my frame of reference for them. Uh, Gordon, speaking of wives, kind of. Just trying to transition here. <laughs> the NBA sent out. Start, are we going to start talking about polygamy now, no, or what? No, I was just trying. I don't know. Maybe somebody would sneak their wife into the bubble. Uh, that's what I was aiming for. Uh, okay. The NBA has sent out a memo today, Gordon, to teams, reminding them that interacting with or bringing an unauthorized person on Disney campus is prohibited. Teams are required to utilize part of next team meeting to brief slash discuss health protocols. That means someone's been sneaking people in, and uh, we thought that might happen. And uh, they wouldn't be reminding everybody if everybody was uh, following the rule. That thought did cross my mind. Yeah, that did. You know who doesn't need to be reminded of the rules? The guys that follow that the rules. That are following, that are currently following the rules. They usually are, are aware. So I yeah. saw that memo and I thought, well, that didn't that didn't take long. Why didn't you commit murder yesterday? I'm aware that there's a law against right. it. Huh? Yeah. Yes. But, uh, who do I you mean, think so? The real question is who's getting sneaked in there? Well, uh, maybe who, it's a wife, Gordon. That's why I was trying to transition. Nobody's going to sneak a wife in? Why? You would. No, because people are going to know if your wife is there. Why? Why would that uh, be any different than a girlfriend? The the because, sparkle off the ring wouldn't catch everybody's eye? Yeah, I just think that maybe that would be like a very short-term visit, if you know what I mean. Yeah, but you can have that with wife. Why not? Gordon, you have a very loving and passionate relationship. You're saying you wouldn't uh, sneak Lisa on in? Uh... See, wow. I said I, I set a trap for you here, Gordo. Yeah, good there's luck. Really not, there's not I'll a try terrific to figure out answer. How to answer this. Not a terrific answer. Let's let's see your tap dancing skills. Well, Chester's screaming right now. I bet he is. But so is the uh, is the respectful, loving, wonderful, generous, you know, husband part of me. Who would miss his wife dearly. And would go to any lengths to have a uh, few moments in such trying times. Yuck. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, but that kind of respect and that kind of love endures. Well, I you don't know, mean to... certain physical urges are tough to uh Oh my god. I don't I don't mean to, to shame you, Gordon, but me, I'd do anything for my wife. Hmm. Would you really? If she asked me to sneak her into the bubble, absolutely. What if she asked you to commit murder? Well, yeah, would yeah. you burn your house down if she said she didn't like it anymore and she wanted a new one? Because well, that's the only option. <laughs> that I was going to say, if she could, oh, gotta burn it if down. she could provide some logic on why that would uh, accomplish her goal. That wasn't part sure. of the equation. <laughs> when did sure. logic come into the play here a little bit? Back to the point. It it has not taken long for this to become an issue. And I, I will be fascinated to see how they 
they uh, they deal with it, Gordon, because in this case they're sending out a memo, but Dwight Howard gets ratted on for not wearing a mask and he gets punished. You know, how did they deal with this delicate? And how does that show up on an injury report? Ten day quarantine for uh, L.A. work. Brilliant. <laughs> I, I've Brilliant. Been, I've been sitting here thinking, is there a logical answer to a non-romantic sneaking? Like, is there anybody you would sneak in that you're not that it's not a romantic situation? I can't think of one. I can't think of an example. Who do you need? Uh, who do you absolutely need there with you? Well, Gordon would be a a, a, a large Swedish masseur. <laughs> Yeah, I've heard him talk about that. That's romantic. <laughs> yeah, I that's, no, I had that once. And I, in, I told myself get him I would in never, now. Boy, he, I mean, he had hands like bear paws. I want to tell you, but uh, but no, I would not do that again. And I certainly wouldn't sneak him into that environment. I bet you, you know, speaking of, I bet you Hans gives a nice massage. Nope. No, not, not true. Well, here's the thing with Hans is Hans enjoys causing pain. Uh-huh. So he would he would say, this is good for you while he was hurting you. He said, I'm just getting down to the deep tissue or whatever while you're you're crying <laughs> and, and begging somebody to call a doctor. Ah, Doc Talk, 6 o'clock. Doc right. Talk, 6 o'clock. Hans will be here. Say hello to him. This anyway. gets back to the column that I wrote before about uh, comparing it to the MTC. How many of these guys who are a young, single uh, uh, red-blooded Americans who who have a certain schedule they like to keep uh, suddenly uh, managing to have that schedule completely empty. See, I, I was thinking about your comparison yesterday, Gordon, and, and I actually really liked your column. I thought it was really good. But, but I was trying to think of, of maybe the, an issue with it because in the MTC, your priorities are one thing. And as a NBA player, your your priorities are something else. So if if at the MTC they had instead said you can't bring a Book of Mormon in, would missionaries be sneaking in Books of Mormon? You mean copies of the Book Co- of Mormon? Copies, yeah. No, well, not the the plates themselves. No. <laughs> it's a, uh, never mind. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Too far? No, it's a joke from a movie. Right? I see. But uh, uh, you get what I'm, I'm saying, Gordon? You, no, you get no, what I mean? I don't, really, I don't really see what you're getting at Okay. Here. All right. I'm just saying priorities. That's it, all. No, no, explain it to me. Uh, in, in theory, a missionary would not be into sneaking women in, right? Well, no, but that's the point that you have to have the discipline, the self-denial, uh, not to entertain those thoughts. But they wouldn't because, want to do that in the first place, right? What's that? They wouldn't want to do that in the first place, right? They don't want that kind of uh, relationship. That's a thing. Well, yeah, but I mean, there are different levels of physicality. Well, NBA players uh, mm, uh, want that a little more. The the desire is there more so, I guess. Is well, I, we're talking about 18, 19-year-old guys in many cases. There's also... Women who go on missions, but you know, there's a whole lot of hormones going on there. I know, I agree, but but one group wants to accomplish something, <laughs> and one group does not. Yeah, see what I'm but, getting at there. My whole point in that analogy was the self-discipline it takes not to I, allow yourself to go down that road. I got the and point. It, I'm just, yes. I'm just. And in this particular case, it's a, it's a rule, right? 
don't be sneaking anybody in. And if they are sneaking, and that's exactly what's happening. And the fact that they made an announcement of it means that it's happening more than a little. Or or at least in one, like, red-handed instance, right? Uh, yeah, I, you don't you don't release a statement like that unless unless if it's one or two guys, then you call them in and you talk to them. But if it's uh, if it's twenty guys, now you gotta you gotta remind everybody. All right, Gordon. Completely hypothetical, of course. Of course. What would be the best way to do it? To do what? Well, like growing up as a kid, you you thought, uh, how would I escape from Alcatraz? Right. Uh, how would you sneak somebody into the bubble? Well, I don't know the I don't know the lay of the land. We'd have to get some blueprints. Good call, like yeah, Ocean's I mean, gotta, Twelve style or no, Ocean's you Eleven. Find, style. Yeah, because they the can't, it's, it's not like it's not like they have you know posted guards everywhere <laughs> that we you know, know of, Gordon. That we know of. They might have cameras, but uh, it, that's what the first thing you got to find out is where the cameras are. And then you've got to work around those. To knock out the power. Yeah, but I would if 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 I were going to break that rule, I would and I would probably have you know, said subject uh, you know, jump a fence or something. Okay, so here's here's how I I would do it, Gordon. Have I I admittedly have not read this book, but have you seen the movie Man in an Iron Mask with? With Leonardo, man uh, in the Iron. What mask. did I say? In the Iron Mask, not of Iron Mask. Oh, I, I meant to say, man, it's in, the Iron Mask, in the not Iron. just some Iron Mask. No, man. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> the movie with uh, DiCaprio or right. whatever when they're getting no, him out of there, and uh, uh, Gerard Depardieu uh, uh-huh. goes up into the tower and ends up like roping him around his torso and then covering it with like a, a, a some sort of you know medieval muumuu and then kind of waddling out of of the prison what if you got one of your like more stout friends and then just roped her to your torso and then put on said muumuu and then just kind of hey i'm here to fix the air conditioning <laughs> so you're going to smuggle her in right Huh. I don't know. Uh, should I answer the doorbell? <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. You expecting I, I don't someone, know. Gordon? Who are you sneaking in? A sneaking, <laughs> uh, sneaking telegram or, or some of some sort? <laughs> yeah, I I think I would. there might be an easier way to do it because they can't cover all the territory. So there might be an easy way to just uh, – and believe me, if there is, the players know where it is. The weakness, if you will. I'm with you. All right, coming up next, we'll get to what's going on. I heard that you were feeling <laughs> Don't Ill. forget Sammy looking for. and a chill. <laughs> that movie is still so good. Uh, all right, stay tuned. Big show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.